Hi, and welcome back to Back of the Bar Talk podcast. I'm your host, Eric Gregg. I am here with Anthony Oliva and Brian Eckley. Let's, uh, we'll start with the the high-low, since we were talking about that before we got on. <laughs> um, does anybody, does anybody want to start? I know, like, for example, like, Brian, I know that in the past two weeks since we last recorded, you've had a loss followed by a win, whereas I've had a win followed by a loss. Uh, Anthony, did the Raiders win two straight? Yes. Okay, so, like, you obviously are, are on, like, the – I don't want to say the highest of highs because you're still a Raiders fan, but, like – Oh, I know. I think they lost last week. They Well, well they no, won this did there? Was it Green Bay? Bay? Did they beat Green Bay on Monday Night Football well, and then beat right. – New they England, yeah, they're on a two-game win streak. Yeah. So, like, two of us are flip-flopping one so and one. surprised by it that he could. <laughs> like, wait a second. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> I have been unusually happy these past two weeks, but I just assumed it was the weather. <laughs> the, uh, the Green Bay one surprised me a little bit, but beating New England did not surprise me, seeing as they might quite possibly be the worst team in the NFL. Um, wait, but what did we forget about the bears? No, the bears are better than new England. Oh, okay. I would name probably three teams before I named the bears. Vikings. No, probably well, new I think, England. I think Vikings new are England. pretty terrible without Jefferson. Yes, but New England, Carolina, and I know that they beat them, but I think Denver's worse. Wait, so do you think that Carolina is better than Patriots? Do I think that a 30-minute bout of diarrhea is better than a 35-minute bout of diarrhea? I guess kind of. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think they're equally bad. You think Giants are better than the Patriots? I think they're equally bad. Also, I would say Giants before I said Bears. Thank you for adding another team to that list. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the Giants, the Patriots, the Panthers, and the Broncos are all in the same realm of worst team in the NFL. Like, those are the four that come to my mind when I think worst teams in the NFL. Okay. Sorry, I got us off on this. No, that, there's no off topic in this. This is what we're here for. There's no off topic. Um, but yeah, I mean, those would be the four that I think I would, would pop in my head. That was a absolute garbage teams. The good news for the Bears is that even if they are garbage, they also get Carolina's first round pick. So Carolina can be garbage all year and reap absolutely zero reward from it. Um, but you got rid of Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore, so good for you. <laughs> um, I guess <laughs> that was highs crazy. and lows. That's, that's, like, that's like one of the worst cases of of tanking <laughs> ever. Yeah, because like you haven't even tanked right. Like you got rid of your yeah. star players yeah. and you didn't even get. Like you lost the first round pick <laughs> in the scenario. <laughs> uh, like, good job, Carolina. <laughs> good job, guys. <laughs> yeah. The the like um, we're like most dysfunctional team is no longer Washington because Dan Schneider's gone and let's see right. that Carolina's like vying for that title. They're I don't know right. that they have it, but they're vying for it. <laughs> so I guess I'll segue into that being my high and low. So like my low is like coming off this past week against Washington. Like, and I know Anthony, we've talked about this before where like, to me, Ritter is basically a rookie. Like he's never like, I understand that it's his second year, but it's essentially a rookie season for him. And on Sunday, I saw a multitude of rookie mistakes, like just a rookie mistake after rookie mistake after rookie mistake. It was super frustrating because it was a very winnable game. It's not like we got blown out. We were in it at multiple points and had multiple times to tie the game. Um, and so, like, quick, my low is 
the reason why we say this is Ritter's rookie years. Last year, they didn't really hand him the playbook and like, hey, this is what we're going to do to improve. It was more of a, hey, go out there, show us what you got, and let's see if we can be excited for next season, which they were. And now it, right. we've seen all the mistakes of not developing him. And and not just that, but like he played four games last year. He started four games, and he has started six games this year. So he's still – that's ten games. Technically a rookie that starts from the beginning, uh, Bryce Young, uh, you know, uh, Anthony Richardson, uh, CJ Stroud, who who are there now, but obviously like Richardson's hurt. I know Young's been hurt, but they're going to get 17 game seasons conceivably, 15, 16, 17 game seasons. Ritter's at 10. So he's not, he's not sniffed that yet. My high is, I'll, I'll, I'll segue the segue for this. My high is no matter how bad Atlanta looks, they're better than Carolina. Like there's no scenario where Atlanta ends up being the worst team in the division. And so like, I can, I can ride that as far as I can ride it. Atlanta's defense is so fun to fucking watch. Yeah. But I've said their defense like the past two weeks. I can't, I can't keep riding that coattail. Their defense is a top 10 defense in the NFL. There's I, I'm not hearing otherwise at this point, their defense has been phenomenal all year. And they paid for that privilege. And that the new GM came in with that attitude of we're going to build this defense and we're going to make it solid. Which is why I think if they can either, whether it be Ritter, who I've not given up on despite the mistakes from this past week, whether it be Ritter or, or another quarterback in the next one to two years that we have to pick up. If that quarterback can come in and be successful with the offense, with Bijan, with Kyle Pitts, with Drake London and with that defense that's currently ranked seventh in the NFL in total defense. And I think is a top 10 defense, regardless the team is set up for the future. And I think that's another reason that it's while these losses suck, I'm not completely like, well, this is terrible. It's like, I'll use Carolina just because they're there. But like you look at Carolina and you're like, these losses suck and we don't seem to be headed in the right direction. Whereas I can look at Atlanta and say, these losses suck, but we seem to be rebuilding in the right direction. Uh, We're not the Panthers. We're not even Chicago at this rate, who seems to still be faltering at times. We're not Minnesota who seems to be stuck in an eight and eight rut and can't seem to figure out what direction they want to go. Although this year, bad. Um, but like, my low is we looked bad this weekend. But my high is just a culmination of that to where like, it's not like when we've looked bad in the past and I haven't felt good about it. Like, even if we're not quite in the playoffs this year, I still feel pretty confident going forward. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, which one of y'all wants to go next? I can I can go. <clears throat> um, the low for me, it's like over the past two weeks, the, the low is just kind of where we have, we, we, we have, like, let me, let me put it this way. The highest that we have the talent, that we have the talent to be, a playoff team and they probably the, the the pinnacle of that for me right now as far as as high goes is what we've seen out of Sam Howell he's been a there's still there's still these issues where you know he's still a young player it's it's effectively his rookie season as well and so we're still seeing him getting used to going through his reads in a timely fashion he's still holding on to the ball too long but with every week I'm more and more encouraged by his performance. So we have the talent, but then the low is that while we have the talent, we're not playing like we have the talent. We're not, we're still not playing like the, like the playoff team. And uh, like we, we lost to the bears two weeks ago. And then this week against Atlanta, it was, this week's game was like the opposite of the game against the Eagles uh, this year, because against the Eagles, we lost, but it was a, a loss that made me feel happy 
because we were so competitive against what's the, the reigning NFC champion. Whereas this week it was a win, but I did not feel encouraged by it at all. Um, as Eric has already said, Atlanta could have won this game very easily. There were, there were a lot of opportunities for them to do it. Um, it was, it wasn't this, it was a sort of win where we had, we had more opportunities to score more points. We should have had like at least one more touchdown than we did. Um, and it didn't happen. So, um, the one, the thing that I wanted to talk about with the Washington right now is that when, like once upon a time when we were still under Dan Schneider and Ron Rivera got hired, I was really worried about Ron Rivera because I thought he did a good job in Carolina and the Dan Schneider Washington franchise was where head coaches go to die. That was where you go to like have your career ruined, your reputation ruined. Like I, to this day, I think Mike Shanahan was screwed. So I was really worried about Ron Rivera. So at first going into this season, I thought, well, we need to, we need to, to be fair. We need to treat Ron Rivera. Like we need to treat this year. Like it's Ron Rivera's first year in Washington. Um, But now we're six games in, there have been a lot of calls to fire Ron Rivera and fire Jack Del Rio as well. And I'm starting to see the, I'm starting to see the reasoning for it because We've had slow starts like we did in uh, against the Bears two weeks ago, and that's been a pattern. That's not something new. Like we've had a lot of slow starts under Ron Rivera. Um, the defense, I we have plenty of talent on the defense. We've put so much draft capital into the defense, and Jack Del Rio has like against the Bears. The very first play should have gone for a touchdown for the bears. And then two plays later, it seemed like they did the exact same play, but flipped and it did go for a really big play. It was just like, how do you, how did you not anticipate this? how did you not get, get this going? So I think at this point, I'm open to the idea of firing uh, Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, especially because we have Eric, the enemy at offensive coordinator. He's been wanting a head coach job for a long time. We've talked several times on here before about how just because you're a really great coordinator doesn't mean you're a great head coach, but he hasn't had the opportunity to be a head coach yet. Make him the interim head coach. See what he can do this year. It's not like we're going to the playoffs this year anyways. You know, it's like it's not going to be a bad year for us, but it's not going to be a playoff year for us either. So give Eric Bieniemy that opportunity that he's wanted and prove what he can do in the remainder of the season. I don't disagree with that, but I don't, I don't just like from a, like an owner and like general manager standpoint, like y'all are going to have to roll off a couple consecutive losses for them to pull that plug on Rivera because like the bears loss was bad. And while they didn't look amazing versus Atlanta, they went into Atlanta and they won. And very rarely, I'm not going to say never because it has happened before, but very rarely is like a coach going to get fired following a victory. Uh, unless like you're 0-15 no. and then you win and you go 1-15 and and they're like, okay, we're going to still fire you because clearly you suck. But like they bounced and back and won. Yeah, and that's the problem with uh... – with the Chargers too, I think the Chargers. I think I think the Chargers would would benefit from doing this too because they have Kellen Moore right now. I don't yes. know if Kellen Moore has shown any <laughs> has shown any um, interest recently of like wanting to be a head coach, but he's he's another guy who's like he's really good offensive coordinator. He has he hasn't had the opportunity to be a head coach yet. You could get rid of Brandon Staley if you want to. Kellen like Moore can't possibly be worse. Yeah, and like to to your point, Eric, and I know I know the Chargers lost this season, but they're two and three. They're not like oh, 0 and five, six right. or whatever. Yeah, they're not zero and five. Um, they're not going to do it because Brandon Staley has not like been terrible as far as the record is concerned yet. Right, he's been terrible as a coach. It just has doesn't show in the record right now. <laughs> um, but 
you'd like that would be I think you, you fire him because you ought to and you give Kellen Moore the chance to try and prove himself as the interim head coach. I don't hate that either, but I also hate Brandon Staley, so <laughs> I'd be fine with that. <laughs> um, Anthony, high lows for the Raiders. So the high for the Raiders is that our defense is, you know, has a high morale right now. They're very amped up. They don't give up in games, and I love that, you know, especially when our offense is poo-poo. But I – like, if anyone is watching any Raider game, like, you can just tell Crosby and the defensive line, it's like, fine, if no one else is going to fucking work, we're going to do it. And I love it. I Like, it makes me so happy to see that there's some players on my team that do give a damn about it, you know? Like, they don't just take the team for granted. They don't take the fans for granted for coming out there and seeing them. It's probably one of the best things about fandom of being in a uh, – being, like, you know, being a fan of a team. The low, though, it's that how long are we really going to let these bad games keep Josh McDaniels? A lot of a lot of the time, people don't realize how the Raiders organization hired, and it was a smart smart process of hiring. It just wasn't the right move. A lot of people don't realize that when Davis got hired, uh, when Davis took over the team, he was like, you know what? I messed up with the Gruden thing. Uh, I wanted to bring the Raiders legacy back. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to implement a new system. We're going to implement a GM and a coach at the exact same time. I want them to understand and feed off each other because this has got to work. We got to do something for our fans. And we just moved to Vegas. Great, great process of getting a GM and a head coach to understand each other, just like the Niners organization. Wrong move, though, with McDaniels. And McDaniels has done nothing but kind of just made this team even more worse than you can every game. I don't understand how that happens. I don't understand how you can go from having the best wide receiver in the league and then literally putting him in harm's way. Like, I know that's not McDaniels. That's Jimmy G putting him. But he's calling the goddamn plays. Like, he knows exactly what Jimmy G is capable of each and every game that they go out there that every Raider fan I got in a fight with before the season started, I told them, look, Jimmy G is not the answer. Carr wasn't the answer, but Jimmy G is sure as hell not the answer. Honestly, it's not going to bode well with anything. And it's showing they're barely winning these games when the Raiders have so much talent on offense. Why we're losing these games so bad. And, uh, I'm expecting the Raiders, and it's weird because this is my low, but the low is just, it's really hard for being a Raider fan to watch these games, realizing what we can put on the field and what we don't. And honestly, I'm expecting the Raiders to, now that they don't have Jimmy G, to start Aiden O'Connell, which is a great move, but this is just going to be, McDaniel's scapegoat and what's going to keep him in longer. And I'm not happy about it. Yeah. He gets to play that. My starting quarterback is injured card and move forward with that. Um, so some major storylines from the last two weeks. And then also we have the one today, but we'll do that last. But um, obviously the 49ers and the Eagles both lost. Um, I think the 49ers one is a much bigger upset than the Eagles one, just because I think like people understand that that Jets defense is really, 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 really good. Um, and I also think I will stand by and die on the hill that I think Wilson is getting better every single week. Um, I still don't think he's amazing, but I also like, I watched this team that has now beaten the bills beaten the Eagles, almost come back against Kansas City. And I think to myself, can you guys imagine if Aaron Rodgers had stayed healthy? Oh, man. Garrett Wilson would be eating. (laughs) That Jets team would be absolutely insane. 
if Aaron Rodgers was healthy. <laughs> and so I don't know if we'll get that next year. I don't know if, you know, I don't know what he's going to come back like, but I did sit and think like, wow, the 49ers one to me, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. They had no Chubb, no Deshaun Watson, and they couldn't muster up the ability to win that game. Honestly, I agree with you. I'm a huge Kyle Shanahan fan, but that was disgusting. Your and team I'm not even sure I'm blaming Shanahan death. for this. It's a whole no, team, just in general. literally built the team for death. Like, literally, if a person is injured in that team, next man up. They have the roster to do that. Right. Not many teams do. Right. I'm not using – Debo and, C, uh, and McCaffrey going down is not an excuse to lose to a team as depleted and bad as Cleveland. Yep. Like it's, it, it was embarrassing for them to lose that game. Um, they should have blown them away. And I, I, I'm not saying that I agree with this, but like the biggest thing with like all San Francisco quarterbacks and Purdy got that too, was that they only are good cause they're in Shanahan system. And I thought maybe Purdy was different and I'm not going to say he's not, but at the same time, his two best weapons went down and he looked like Mac Jones. And he just didn't look good. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sit here and like nitpick because like a lot of people would not look good if their two best weapons went down, but they wouldn't look that bad. No. And he looked awful. I mean, he made some throws to me and, and, and on the flip side of that, so did Jalen Hurts. Um, looking at like watching some of the plays, like some of the interceptions that they threw were not even close. They were like directly to the other team. Um. And I don't know if like the NFL just called the script in and said, y'all need to lose or like what it was, but they looked bad on the flip side of that. We were all give us all three props and a bunch of other people props, but I don't care about them. Um, The lions are now tied for the best record in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And we all called them being much better this year. Also, I will try on, I will die on the hill that the lions should be the only remaining undefeated team in the NFL. Cause they are light years better than Seattle. And I don't understand how they lost that game. It was the first. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's the same reason. I, I think that what we could end up doing here, like weeks from now is looking back on, I don't know about the Eagles one, but I'm looking at the 49ers one and I'm thinking, well, this could have been like that blip, right? It's like last year when the chiefs lose to the Colts, right? It, it could end, end right. up being just that. Um, and I know for, I, I'm, I will confidently say that that was what happened with Seahawks, right? Because they, they beat the chiefs in week one and were riding high and probably fell into a trap game against the Seahawks. And I think that's, I think that's exactly what happened. And it's just like, but like in my mind, I'm like, damn, if they would not have fallen into that trap game, they like the lions would be undefeated right now. Um, and like, I wish they were because it would and just the be the only undefeated team. And would yeah, would be the only undefeated team remaining. Um, the other major news came out today. I love it. The Eagles lost, and and Jalen Hurts threw three interceptions and looked really bad. And they were like, you know, what would probably fix this is if we signed Julio Jones, the ghost of Julio Jones. Yeah, like if we if we went, out, I didn't even know that he was still actively trying to play. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that either. Did not like realize when you, when, you messaged, when you messaged that to us, I was just kind of like, I wasn't surprised by it, but I was, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, he's also, still playing. the ultimate, the ultimate I'm ring chasing move. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, it's, it's 100% Julio just being like, maybe I'll just like catch one or two passes and I'll get a Super Bowl ring at the end of it. <laughs> like, hey, why not? And it's just, yeah, I mean, you know, teach, you know, do what you can, but, Julio is clearly obviously not going to make an impact on this team. Like, I don't think anybody's like, Oh, that's good. Look at that wide receiver depth. No, he probably won't play much because when he does, he doesn't stay healthy. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he literally barely saw the field into the playoffs. And then they were just like, all right, now we've got gotcha. It It means nothing. It means Julio might get a ring. And I don't think he does. Cause I don't think the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl this year. I agree. 
So I, I don't even think he gets, I don't, I don't think he gets a ring out of it, but I get the attempt. This is Julio saying, Hey, maybe I can come in and, and squeeze by. Um, if I was him, I would have gone to the chiefs. That would probably been the better move. Hey, at least, Julio can at least catch. So. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that would have been the red zone that Mahomes puts the team in. That's exactly what Julio's built for. Right. Like that's where he should have gone. But I think like part of it is Julio doesn't want to need to be the number one option. And I feel like if you put Julio Jones, despite his age and, and like past injury history on the chiefs, everybody's going to expect him to be the number one option because the, I mean, aside from Kelsey, but like in terms of wide receiver, they're going to expect him to be the number one option. That's and true. I don't remember think he when, wants that. Well, remember when Anquan Bolden went to the Ravens and everyone was like, oh, he's a number one receiver. And he had to literally, literally said, no, I'm just helping this guys out. Right. And so I think that's why he went to Philadelphia because he can be like at the at best. And I don't even think he scratches this, but at best, he's number three. And that's like at at the best point. He's number three, and I'm not even sure that he'll crack that. But he doesn't have to be the guy. If he went to Kansas City, everybody would expect him to be the guy. Um, because there's no other guys there, right? Because they right because they don't have any other guy. Um, I don't um, think there was anything else major that when we we had some injuries. Obviously, Debo, CMC, uh, Jimmy G. I thought there's another one that went down. So funny story. I actually got in a heated argument at work over the Chiefs not having receivers. And they're like, I was like, dude, name me three receivers. And they're like, well, Tony. I'm like, you literally remember Tony because he scored a touchdown last night. Yeah, that, right. Like, like, that's it. You you would forget he's on that team. For let's see. Season. Hold on. Tony. Rashid Rice. Look at, but look how long it's taking you. Also, I'm not defending that they have wide receivers. Like, I obviously know they don't have wide receivers. Hold on, I can get a third one. Hold on. Can I choose Watkins even though he's in- injured? No. Oh, should be yes. That should be yes. <laughs> honorable mention. Yeah, honorable mention Watkins, I guess, even though he's injured or whatever. <laughs> um, hold on, I can do this. Stall for time. Gosh, I feel I feel like I'm in the same boat. I, I feel like I, I've got him right on the on the. I should the be able to do. I should be able to name one more. Like there's another guy there. I mean, he there they have people on the field when they go out to throw the ball. Byron Pringle. No, he's oh no, he's not there anymore. Hadn't been there like three years. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, in Washington now. <sighs> you can cheat. Just say Kelsey. He's a receiver. He's no, a receiver. I don't want to cheat. I can do this. There's got to be one more on the team that I can. I'm trying to think about who does he throw to that it's not complete. Is Robinson still on the team? No, Demarcus Robinson's not on that team. Uh, at this point, I'm just googling it. I can't. Uh, oh, that we should have gotten that one. That's an easy one. Sky Moore. Yeah. Oh, Valdez Scantling is the other one. Like those, I should have gotten those, but like that's no, the Val- point. Valdez Scantling. Wait, he's he's with the Chiefs right now. I thought he was yeah. with somebody else. Yeah, he's with the Chiefs. No, no, I'm getting it confused. He yeah. making he was, a huge he impact. With, he was with Green Bay, and now he's with yes. Oh, like he legit is the fastest guy on the team. Gets so open deep midfield, drops it. He cannot catch worth a damn. Um, the Chiefs don't have receivers, and I, I'm not here for the argument that they do. Like, I refute. Like, if anybody wants to bring that, like, there's no. Does anybody want to make that argument? Apparently, Anthony has somebody at work today that wanted to have an oh, argument. Oh, man. Believe me, they listen to this podcast. Screw you, Savannah. <laughs> like, clearly somebody wanted to make the argument that they had receivers. Like, in name only? Yeah, like that's what I'm thinking. Like they do have receivers. Like there's receivers on the team. Like, like they signed contracts as wide receivers. As wide receivers. Here's a, here's the thing. They said that Mahomes should not be the best quarterback in the league right now because he's not doing anything and he looks like trash. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You realize that O line is overrated and they have no receivers. Their first 
receiver that they named, I will legit say it out loud. They said Travis Kelsey. I'm like, hold on, that's the tight end, and he was injured playing that game. Like, okay, well, uh, Tony, it's like, okay, you, I, it looks like you're trying to name drop. Name me three receivers on that team. And it literally lasted that long. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I must know it because I'm a Raider fan and I know who's going to whoop our ass. Well, <laughs> that was literally my situation. It's like everyone expects just because Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now to put up Hall of Fame stats every single game. And it's like, it's a team effort. It's a team game. And if you watch a Patriots uh, a Chiefs game, you realize he's having to scramble for all his yards. He's the one that adds extra time to get guys open, and it's drops. Right. I mean, can you imagine if he had a guy like Tyreek Hill? Like, wow. Um, I wish he had him back. Uh, I'm should, glad. The Vikings should just send Jefferson there. I have a lot more respect for Tyreek Hill now, and he's not an – uh, he was on a, a podcast talking about it. He's not a complete tool as I thought he was when he was like, I'm going to go a team and make them better. You'll see by my skills. And he said, when I meant it by he, that. He's right, though. He's right. But he's like, when I meant it by that, it, I still mess around with all those guys. Like, I like them. But a lot of people were saying, I mean, you, you start off a running back and because your speed, you became a receiver and Mahomes made you. And he's like, hold on. Like, I'm my own guy. I'm. I do my own shit. Like I helped him out. I'm going to go prove it, even though I can be great with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes there. And I respect that a lot. Right. And I just, with that, with that kind of story, I wouldn't be surprised if after he was done with Miami, he went back to Kansas city. I, yeah. That's honestly, I could see that where he's like, Hey, you guys, I enjoyed my time over there. I proved I'm an elite top three receiver, even without Mahomes. Let's do this right. another time. Oh my God! Can you imagine that? Like in three years, he leaves, and Tua has to go back to not having him. I, I don't want to talk like, about. Oh. Yeah, they're like, "Oh shit, Tua's not that good." Um, it turns out you can underthrow your receiver when they're fast enough to run that catch it. <laughs> um. Also, like on the Mahomes thing, I just looked it up. Like he has no one outside of Kelsey who's was injured for a game and a half, and. He is six in passing yards and f- tied for fifth in touchdowns uh, with absolutely no one on the team. I, but, I love Mahomes. And they're five and one. But let's just ignore that fact. <laughs> yeah, he's not the best uh, quarterback in the league right now. I just, okay, shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, in defense of the beginning of the year, Brian did say he would suck. So. Revisionist history. I added it to the podcast. <laughs> Brian said the longevity of Mahomes will outbeat Brady. And yeah, I he agree. Said by game, he said by game six, Patrick Mahomes will be a nobody. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> he said Ver- verbatim. <laughs> by game <Shut> six. <laughs> He said Russell Wilson is already better than Patrick Mahomes. Okay, no, I, I, I still, I still, I still want to believe in Russell Wilson. Want to believe in Russell Wilson? But I'm not fucking saying that shit. <laughs> like, okay, no. <laughs> um, I, uh, all right. Let's talk about some. Like, we'll talk about the next couple weeks, and like, we're not going to go through every game. But like, what are some games on y'all's radar? that y'all noticed for the next couple weeks that you think should be interesting games. And like, obviously we've got our own teams games, but like, I was like looking at like next week. Um, and one that stuck out to me for next week was Dolphins Eagles on Sunday night football. Yeah. yeah um, just because one. I think the Eagles might get shit on. I really do. <laughs> they might. Yeah. Their defense is so bad. It could happen. It could happen. The um, the other so just as I was scrolling through the games, another one for next week that I that caught my eye was Lions Ravens. Yeah. What a world we live in. Welcome to twenty twenty three, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Texans versus Panthers. That game is going to be fun as shit. 
Yeah, if you're a Texans fan, that game's going to be like 35 to 10. No, but it's it's one and two. Oh, well, not one and two. It's the first quarterback taken and the second quarterback taken. To me, I love those matchups. It's like, ooh. I get that, but I just don't think it's going to be a good game. Like, I think the Texans are far better than Carolina. I'm excited for that, and I can't wait for CJ Stroud to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> um, I think the Bengals and uh, Niners. That yeah, I was about to say that's what that's what I was about to bring up. Like, I think Bengals Niners. Like, we'll get to see like is Cincinnati making those strides, um, towards like still being able to compete. Um, because they looked really good against Arizona, but I didn't think they looked great this weekend against Seattle. No. Um, I know Seattle's defense is pretty solid, but like, and obviously they didn't let Seattle's offense walk all over them, but I just like, I didn't, they didn't overly impress me. So it'll be interesting to see if they can compete in that game. Um, and then I notice, you know, one thing that I like to track that we, we've been tracking and there's only one team left to track this with is so we've got Texans. And then we've got, I guess they've got a bye week this week. So we've only got the one game. But, like, when do we think the Panthers win? Um, not against the Texans. So they've got um, Texans, Colts, Bears, Cowboys, Titans, Bucks, Saints, Falcons, Packers, Jags, Bucks. I feel like 0-17 is a possibility. I think that is a possibility, um, but I would. If you, if you put a gun to my head, I might say, I might say the 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 Packers just because I feel like not because I think that like that would be an upset win, but it just kind of I just kind of feel it in the air. Like I was going to say the exact same thing, Brian. I need to see. That's all the way on Christmas Eve. I need to see what the. Packers look like at that point before I because I'm like I'm still not sure with them like I'm like sometimes they look like they could be solid in a perennial like borderline playoff team and then some weeks they lose to the Raiders and so I'm 50-50 on them like the teams that I'm looking at like right off the bat where I don't really need to learn anymore is like the Colts and that's only because Richardson's out probably for the season and then the Bears, just because it's the Bears. Um, my dream, much like the Cardinals, is that they beat the Cowboys. Uh, but I don't see that happening. But God, that'd be amazing. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and I hate Carolina with like a burning passion. So like, I really just don't care who wins this game as long as I don't have to watch it. But like, it would be absolutely hilarious if they beat the Cowboys. Um, on a related, on on like on a related note, other game that I, in the next two weeks that c- catches my eyes: Rams, Cowboys. Just because I feel like those are two teams that, when you look at them as a whole, each of them they're they're about they feel like they're about on par with each other, and it's just kind of I'm just kind of like thinking to myself. That would be a nice game to see the Cowboys lose. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be another one I'd be okay with. Um, what about upsets for the next two weeks? Does anybody see any blatant upsets like that they think, you know, could potentially happen? Um, I think for me, Patriots over Bills, uh, just because it's in New England. Um, no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, that you're, you're, you're joking, Eric, but like, just because, just because they're division rivals, I could see it happening. I don't care if New England had division Jesus. They've still got Mac Jones. They're not winning this game. (laughs) Mac Um, Jones has not looked good at all. No, he has looked so bad. Honestly. And I've always said like, you know what? Like with a bunch of Patriot fans, like I'll, I'll take his ass, but then. I'm watching him play against the Raiders, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you?" He doing? looks, he looks so bad, dude. Like oh. legit, like looked at my like our linebacker is like, "There you are, there you, there you are." <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> there you are. <laughs> uh, I you were 
black jerseys, right? <laughs> and then I want to double back. You don't think Vikings are actually beating the Niners, right? No, or I said you... that would be a good upset to watch because I just I don't know. Like I I just have feelings about Addison. I hope like it comes. I don't know. I I mean I think conceivably like with no McCaffrey and no Debo, like you could make the argument like if they're gonna look bad like they did last weekend, if those two aren't on the field, then yeah, obviously they can get beat. Uh, I feel a lot more confident if Jefferson was playing. And he's not. So I don't see that happening. Does anybody think the Chargers beat the Chiefs? I could see it happening. And I don't think that's I a don't, big bet. No, I, I, I don't either. I don't hate it. Yeah, I want to say that. But I just, with Brandon Staley, no. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> he's still there. This is one of those situations where it's like you look at the the rosters and it's like, oh yeah, this could be a really great game. I could see the Chargers winning, and then you look at the coaches and it's like, oh no, never mind. <laughs> oh, um, I don't. The worst coaches against the best coach. <laughs> well, this is one of the ones where I think, like you say, a oh, division rival, and that's that no, that's really fair. a big effect for AFC West. I don't hate. Um... Washington over Philly uh, or Cincinnati over 49ers either. Yeah, the Washington, Washington's already almost upset. Right, Eagles, and this time so. they'll be at home. And then yeah. obviously I think Cincinnati, who's been down for a lot of, you know, for the beginning part of this year, but if anything from the past uh, Two shows anything, ago. then they, you know, they could very well be hitting their stride in two weeks. Um, so we're going to end out, uh, we're going to end out today with, we are going to draft, um, NFL all-time defenses. So this is the team. You're not picking players. You're picking like a, a year in the team and you're taking their defense. I think we'll do three a piece. Um, I think that's, that's fair. I don't want to go any more than that. Like, I don't want to be, you know, having to dig deep on, what defensive teams I remember. Um, and I mean, I'm already had, I've already had to do a significant amount of research already to figure out teams that I wanted to take uh, after I thought of like the top four that I could think of. Um, but we need to find, cause obviously there's ones that are like the ones that pop into your head right off the bat, we need to find a fair significant way to choose who gets to go first, second, third, and then we'll snake it. So like third will go fourth and then so on and so on. We can type, we can say our answers out loud, obviously, but we'll also type them in the chat to keep a, a, uh, a running record of who has taken who and, and who's not on the board anymore. But how do we want to decide who is going to, to go first? I'm okay going third. Like it's all right. Okay, Brian, you may have first. Okay. Yeah, I will give you first. It is fine. So, Brian, who are you taking? The 2000 Baltimore Ravens. Okay, so I had one of two choices that I wanted, and you took the other one, so I will take you. You so goddamn much. You thought you were going to get them at three, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah. You had had no chance, because if he took the one I'm about to take, uh, which is the 1985 Bears, Okay, no. Then I wasn't – then I was taking the 2000 Ravens, so they weren't making it to you in any scenario. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Brian took 2000 Ravens, which is a great pick, uh, and I took the 1985 Bears. Anthony. Uh, I'm going to the 2015 Broncos. Oh, that's a good choice. Uh. And – Oh, I forgot. It's yeah, snaking. you're snaking. Yeah, you're snaking. Uh, then I'm gonna go the Steel Curtain, seventy six Steelers. That's a good choice too. I will follow that up with the seventy two Dolphins. Oh. I will take the twenty thirteen Seattle Seahawks. I'm really surprised that they dropped this far. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, I was worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's back around to you, Brian. Uh. Let's see. There's basically all of the defenses that I'm really familiar with, so I'm going to trust Google on this and say the 86 Giants. That's a good one. 
I'm going to go the flip side of that and take a surprise one with the 07 Giants. Uh, I'm going to go with 03 and 21 Buccaneers. Oh, I was like, you can't combine two, but I see it's like your two picks. Yeah. Are you doing 03 or 02? Uh, no, 03. That's when they won it with Gruden. Okay. No. Okay. It might, that might have been the, uh, I think it was the O2 defense that won the Super Bowl in 03 because it was played in February. That's true. Okay. That's what I'm, yeah. Yeah. It was like their O2 defense, but the the Super Bowl was played in 03. Okay. I'm going to take one more and then Brian, you take one more and then we'll call it quits. I thought Uh, we already had three. I know, but I want to do another one. Okay. Got something to do. All right. We, you trying to go to sleep? We're fluid in here, Brian. All right. Things are changing. Okay. Um, and Anthony took two. If we're doing the Anthony just took two, so he's got four. So conceivably, I need to take another oh, one. Oh, that's true. I just wanted to steal the Bucks because they were the same team. I got those two years. Um, I want the Rams one. Uh, the is it ninety nine? The which Rams defense was really good early two thousands. Um, Google it. Oh man, I should have said oh six Raiders. That was a good one. I don't think anybody's picking the Raiders. I don't want the Rams' best defensive players. I want their really good defensive best Rams. Year. You can definitely tell my age with my picks, though. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could conceivably also, if I wanted to, take the 2022 or what is it, 20, 2022 Rams defense that won the Super Bowl. Oh, dude, Von Miller. Yeah, I might just take that Ram. I was thinking early 2000s, but I might just swap it and say the 2022 one. It's that defense with Miller and Donald and Ramsey. Okay, you got to go current, Brian. I got what? Pick a recent defense you think is really good. Uh, the 2023 what? Patriots. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's that one game the Lions had. That one game. The 49ers. Um, oh, when they lost to the Chiefs, that was that was actually a good defense. Yeah, it was a great defense. It just had to go up against Mahomes. Yeah, I'll go with that one. Yeah, that's a solid one. That defense never would have been there if it wasn't for Jimmy G, though. He carried. <laughs> carried it. Carry, carried that team into the playoffs. <laughs> Um, with eight passes, <laughs> with eight. <laughs> That's all he needed, Brian. All he needed. Okay, they were they were eight of the most efficient passes ever in the NFL. Yeah, they were all to his team. All right, <laughs> or the grass. I can't remember what his completion percentage was. Brian, did he make a pass? So he played that game. The, in the in the Chiefs Super Bowl, I'm, I'm just saying he made a fucking pass. I, I hate Jimmy G. I'm just being an asshole. Oh, you're, oh, you're at you're like you're like you're like hey hey didn't he did he not complete a pass did he That's not do I'm it saying. That's what I'm saying. Hold on. Um, I'm looking it up real quick before we end. This is what we end the podcast with. I'm looking up that game against the Vikings in 2020 in the playoffs. Was it oh, the Vikings God. or was it the game after that? Wait, is that the one where? Which one does he I throw guess... the eight passes? It was the Packers game. It was the Packers game that they absolutely thumped the Packers in the NFC title game. Um. Let's see what his final stats were. Because they ran all over them. And then Jimmy G was 
Six of eight. Six of eight, y'all. Jesus hell. Listen to this. And Listen to this. The Raiders said, he, was let's six of eight. he had a QBR of 53. That's not good. But Raheem Mostert had 220 rushing yards, so that kind of saved the day. To every Raider fan that told me Jimmy G was the answer, I hate you so much. What Raiders fan was that stupid? I know plenty. I know plenty. I know plenty of stupid Raiders fans. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, Jimmy G in the Super Bowl was 20 of 31, which ironically was also the score. Um. For 219 yards, one touchdown. Scripted. Scripted. (laughs) His QPR was a whopping 42. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm I'm mad that I looked it up now because it bothers me that he threw the exact amount of passes and incompletions that the score was. That bothers me. Now I'm upset. (laughs) (laughs) What are the odds? Like, I need someone, somebody that tracks these useless ESPN stats. Please go back and tell me how many times that a quarterback in the Super Bowl has had the same stat line as the score. Just there's there's one of you out there. That's all you do. Is you just you're like I can do it. I'll have it done by Thursday. It's fine. It's a little fun Easter egg they threw at us. Didn't think we'd yeah. catch it. Yeah, thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. Um. That's all I got for this week. We are on an uh, every other week schedule, so do not expect an episode next week. I want to make the listeners aware of that. We are every other week just for um, scheduling purposes. We all have other full-time jobs because we don't get paid to do this. Um, it's your fault. Whose fault? My fault or the listener's fault? Because it's not fault. nice to blame me because it's not my fault, and it's not nice to blame our listeners because we want them to continue to listen. Okay. Well, listen more. <laughs> um, but yeah, so because we're listening, jobs, to this, listen it to it one more time and just help boost the help, help boost the views. Yeah, like come on, like even like you don't even have to really be listening to it; just have it on. Yeah, like it can play with. I mean, don't put headphones on; just mute your phone and then just have it sitting there playing. The algorithm doesn't know. Um, but yeah, we'll be we're every other week, so we'll if be back want, in two if weeks. You want to hear from us? Want listen to? Speaking Ancient Geek next week. Yes. Also tie in, um, rest in peace, Tony Stark, with the time jump that they had in Endgame. Today uh, was officially the day that he snapped and died in Endgame. He died for Today was the day that he snaps uh, and passes away. So rip Tony Stark. Uh, and I feel like that's how we should end, is just uh, we're going to end with a 10-second moment of silence for Tony Stark, and then that's how the podcast will end. <laughs>